Hi, welcome to Neuroverse, a podcast hosted by Carolina and Clara, where we discuss all matters from neuroscience to philosophy and beyond. Today's episode is on science misinformation. I was inspired to do this episode because a friend of mine sent me an article, it was a clickbait article, about animal-human chimeras. And this article referenced a Joe Rogan clip where... (laughs) What a good reference. Yes. So reliable. (laughs) So Joe Rogan and Alex Jones were talking about human-animal chimeras and they went on to these... What what I can only describe as... False. (laughs) False and just very much out there conspiracy theories and very much fear-mongering as well about uh, the research done around human-animal chimeras. So I thought it's very important to set straight uh, science misinformation and I picked this topic to clarify some things. So uh, to start off with, a chimera is an organism that is composed of cells that are distinct from one another. So it carries two different genomes. Uh, This happens naturally in uh, different species of flowers and stem cell research with induced pluripotent cells as well as embryonic stem cells has been exploring this idea of human-animal chimeras or interspecies chimeras for therapeutic reasons such as either cell transplants as well as organ transplants and many others that I'll discuss further on. So what is the use of stem cells to create these? So the way it happens is, and I'm going to reference a really foundational paper by Toshiro Kobayashi and Hiramitsu Nukayuchi, where in 2010, they were able to grow mouse that had a rant pancreas. So this was done by taking the mouse blastocyst, so the very early stage of an embryo where the cells are undefined, and they then deleted the gene in the mouse that it requires to develop a pancreas. This gene is the PDX1. So by deleting this gene, the mouse wouldn't be able to grow a pancreas by itself. So what they then did is they took induced pluripotent stem cells from rats, induced pluripotent stem cells are cells that have been reversed back into their undefined stage or unspecified stage with transcription factors. And by introducing these cells into the blastocyst, by introducing the rat cells into the mouse blastocyst that lacked this gene, it covered the biological gap that the mouse required to produce a pancreas. So by introducing cells that didn't have the deletion, these cells naturally grew into pancreatic cells and filled the the gap that this mouse required to survive. And so then, yeah, it survived and it had a normal functioning pancreas and was able to produce insulin. So just to clarify, the cells that then turned into pancreatic cells in this mouse came from a rat, Mm -hmm. but they were induced pluripotent stem cells. Yes. So they were in a state in which they had a lot of potential to become various different identities. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they came from a rat is cool, but it's not that significant. Like, it could have come from any other animal. Yeah. Um, The reason why they used rats and mice is because evolutionarily they're very close to each other, and that helps with the survival of the organism. So this is to sum up some of the more foundational research done with 
animal chimeras. And the point that I want to make is that it wasn't some morphed mouse rat. It was a mouse that had a rat, quote unquote, pancreas. So, but barely, because it wasn't like they took the pancreas from the rat and put it like exactly. It, was, it developed into pancreas within the mouse. Yeah. And so the DNA wasn't mixed or fused or anything like that. And in this article, in this clickbait article, they had a lot of weird human pig images of just some crazy morph pictures. Probably Photoshop. Yeah, but my <laughs> friend didn't know that this was Photoshop. Well, yeah, she was concerned yeah. that it, it, these were real images and this research was really happening. And so I explained to her that that's impossible because in chimeras, all you're doing is adding a few cells that then grow into an organ yeah if they do even develop to grow into an organ and and it the dna doesn't morph yeah and how is this then used with humans human stuff so you gave an example of mouse and rat but yeah how are human animal chimeras um what are some examples of human animal chimeras then so the most um recent and successful uh human animal chimera chimera was done with macaque macaque embryos and this was done in 2019 with a with a paper published in 2021 mm. and essentially it's the same principle so they they have a macaque blastocyst so the embryos with undefined cells and then they try to add a few human cells in a petri dish so they didn't <laughs> emphasis yes, on in a petri dish exactly so they didn't implant the blastocyst anywhere this is all done in this specific experiment and the ones that are done with human animal chimeras is done in a petri dish where the blastocyst is a few days old and the maximum uh, days that the cells were able to survive was only 19 days so it didn't even have time to develop into like a full stage animal or anything like that just to challenge you though isn't the goal to eventually make it so that it would be able to develop into a full organ or animal definitely the goal is to then because the goal of this research is to help with um therapeutic needs and such as the need for an organ transplant in the u.s alone there's a hundred thousand people on the waiting list for an organ transplant so Mm -hmm. the goal is that however the fact that there are articles out there insinuating that blastocysts have been implanted in animals and insinuating that there are full-term pregnancies being taken place and insinuating all sorts of these things i think the point of this podcast is to convey the true information and that this is the reality of where the research is at we are very much in the early days we have been successful with other interspecies such as rat and mice but so far human animals it's still very much in the early days and there are doubts uh, in relation to this research which i think are important to address because we're trying to be transparent here so some of the doubts is that Uh, when inserting these human cells that they can differentiate into brain cells and raising issues related to consciousness. The second doubt is where human gametes may develop inside the animal. And the third doubt is weird modifications that the animal may have a human aspect, such as um, skin type or facial structure. Now, the original pioneers of this type of research, Toshiro Kobayashi and Hiromitsu Nakauchi, addressed these doubts 
in their paper revisiting the flight of Icarus, making human organs from PSCs with large animal chimeras. And as a little side note, I really like it when papers are a bit creative with their names. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) um, In this case, the flight of Icarus is about Icarus, who was trying to flee away from danger. So to fly, he employed wings that aren't part of his normal human form. So to address these doubts, they state that from their previous interspecies chimera experiments, they have uh, never seen these barrier limits crossed in terms of a morphed rat mouse um, in, in terms of the concerns of a humanized pig. And the number of cells introduced are very small anyway, so it wouldn't even be able to be half human, half pig in that sense. They also um, say that it, unless the cellular niche is provided, in other words, unless like brain cells are provided, brain cells won't be developed. and so all we need to do is simply not introduce brain cells or not introduce a genetic mutation that deletes the host's brain cell making capability yes exactly so as long as we don't introduce the cells it it won't develop so we have control in that sense also with the concern around gametes they have even greater confidence however they are developing targeted organ generation methods which through the transcription factor MIXL1, they were able to induce differentiation of uh, pluripotent stem cells, specifically towards an endodermal lineage. And they are also introducing uh, suicide genes that uh, under neural or germ cell specific promoters eliminate the formation of human pluripotent cells in, in the host. So not only has none of the concerns that are currently present around inter-human animal chimeras happened in previous research with other animals, but we are also developing mechanisms that will simply not enable them to happen, such as these suicide genes and a specific endodermal lineage target. Yeah, I just it's obvious that I think scientists understand that the work they do needs to have a significance. So the work with chimeras that they're going to be doing is for the particular use of these chimeras for, as you said, like organ development, um, for transplantation and positive outcomes. And then sometimes science can be miscommunicated because non-scientists forget that there's so many regulations in place as well. And that if you aren't doing science correctly, you'll tend to be frowned upon and not like be rejected by the scientific community. And so it's just not even like like science isn't for fun you know (laughs) yeah especially for something clinical like this it's for the clinical use yeah and so yeah it makes sense that they have to be thoughtful about what they're doing and make sure that they're doing it correctly yeah um and it's not only organ transplants other examples of therapeutic uses include uh, hepatocytes for inherited metabolic disorders and like you said there's so much regulation around scientific research you know whenever we have a research idea we want to explore, we need to apply for grants and that can take years and we need funding for it. And so, uh, funding in science is incredibly scarce. You know, th- it's not like these underground labs that have <laughs> millions of cash and are just doing these like crazy research. No, this that's, research- That's the dream, but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist Yeah, This research is for a purpose. It's highly just regulated <laughs> and funding is incredibly limited. So yeah. 
But also, I, I agree that there can be an ethical standpoint mm-hmm. where you are against this yeah. or like against using animals in research. And I think that's a different subject. But just for like science misinformation mm-hmm. uh, or miscommunication, like there is no point in forcing people to, or like encouraging people to come up with conspiracy theories of like scientists having alternative motives mm-hmm. and like like literally what would be the interest of anybody to create a human pig yeah like then what would you do then? <laughs> yeah yeah i completely agree with what you said about how you know in terms of ethical and moral opinions you know it's up to the individual however yeah the, the purpose of this episode is about science misinformation and there are a lot of clickbait articles out there and while this can be a controversial topic it's important that you know, we know the, the full information, we know the doubts, we know the, the reality of the research. And the reality of the research is, so far we only have, at best, a bunch of cells. And they're not even full animals. So any images or any clickbait articles you come across are fabricated. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to explore, though, like, why and where people are getting these ideas from. And so before this episode, Carolina shared with me the um, YouTube clip of the Joe Rogan show where Alex Jones was describing the absurdity of human-animal hybrids. Um, And so this was before we discovered that Alex Jones is an American conspiracy theorist, um, (laughs) as his Wikipedia description. But he presented some evidence from an article saying, quote-unquote, MIT Technology Review estimates that about 20 pregnancies of pig-human or sheep-human chimeras have been established during the last 12 months in the U.S. And so we came to the realization that the main problem with this statement is the use of the word pregnancies, which is false, because Carolina explained to me that this wasn't actually a pregnancy. Yes, it, it wasn't a pregnancy. Uh, it was a blastocyst in a petri dish and again emphasis on petri dish (laughs) exactly and the word pregnancy almost uh well it insinuates that these cells were implanted but they they haven't been implanted and And that like an animal went through giving birth to a human which sounds traumatizing yeah and that didn't happen it didn't happen and it's clearly like sensationalized language yeah just to get people intrigued and interested and emotionally aroused or whatever yeah yeah and on that note martin bobro wrote a comprehensive report into the subject about mixing or the introduction in the introduction of human dna sequence into animals so there are reports and there are papers out there that are completely open source and up to the individual to read science tries as much as it can to uh, be open access and the reports are completely honest and just reports of the information that we have and articles like this they choose the words carefully and yeah yeah i think with science communication it's difficult because you're always trying to simplify language Mm -hmm. for the layperson of course and sometimes this can naturally cause miscommunication but but in a case like this i think it's so easy to choose language to purposefully fool, fool people. Mm-hmm. Like, you can also say in a Petri dish, and or like, you know, in a dish. Or, or outside in the of lab, the human. Or yeah, <laughs> anything. Or out, outside of the animal. Yes, exactly. So there are other, other options, but... But they chose the word pregnancy, which yeah. has so many, you know, ethical um, attributions to it. Yeah. So 
we understand that this topic may be quite controversial and um, people have different opinions on it and it, it's a difficult topic to talk about because it's very new technology as well. But we hope that this was informative and that it, it clarified any doubts and also hopefully made you a bit more aware of science misinformation happening in the media, especially since sensationalized stuff. And even though I personally believe that big platforms should have some responsibility about uh, fact checking and make sure that they're only propagating true information, that's not the case. And so I encourage you to double check the facts whenever you think they're, they may perhaps be a bit sensationalized. Thank you for listening.